0: The Oracle Network. Hello and welcome to a special minisode of Yield Crime the show where Maddie and I discuss the funny, strange, and obscure crimes of yesteryear every Wednesday. This special bi-weekly segment is called Can You Crack the Cramp Word, which is slang for a difficult or obscure term, which I thought was very fitting. And joining me today is Paige from the Reverie True Crime podcast. And before we begin, I'd like to give her the opportunity to tell us a little more about herself and her show before we start the game.
1: Thank you, Lindsay. First of all, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited and so nervous about this. (laughs) But um yeah, my podcast is called Reverie True Crime, and on there, I basically research and write and tell these stories from all around the world. They can be solved, unsolved, disappearances, and I always love when people tell me what they want to hear, mm-hmm. so... Yeah. So it's just a storytelling, true crime podcast. A lot of people say that they like going to sleep to it. And I so relate to that because (laughs) I go to sleep to true crime podcast every night. And so I love when people say that.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a compliment to be like, yeah, you're the last thing they hear before they fall asleep.
1: Yeah, I love that. It's so cool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I've got a few questions to ask you. So obviously, anyone who knows you knows that you've been a huge supporter of fellow podcasters in the independent podcast community. So what inspired you to create your podcast?
1: Well, long story short, I hope. (laughs) I don't want to drag it on too long, but... I was diagnosed with chronic illnesses when I was 19. It started back in 2006. So I've been doing these small like at-home ventures for many, many years. And I just haven't been really passionate about any of them that I've come across. And I was like, What am I going to do? And I started listening to podcasts and I found like conspiracy podcasts, true crime, all the stuff that I love to like usually watch on TV. And so I really didn't start listening to podcasts until 2019. And Mm. I just thought to myself, hmm, I wonder if I could do this just as a hobby, like for me to do something that I feel like passionate about, even if nobody listens. Mm-hmm. So that's how it all kind of started. And then a year and a half later, I'm like, oh, and I deleted all, of, like all of the first 30 or 40 episodes because I was like, oh, okay, uh, people are actually listening and this is horrible. <laughs> so yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, there are definitely times when I will go back and every once in a while listen to you know, like the first 10, 15 episodes and just be like, oh God, the audio is so bad.
1: But you know what's so cool though? I left some of them up just because like, I think it's really cool. And I don't know if listeners really catch it because I didn't until I became a podcaster, but like to listen to podcasts in the beginning and to hear them evolve has been really something that I love to do like I'll go to the really popular podcast and I'll go to their first episode and I'm like "Mm, they sounded kind of you know like I did when I first started out like Mm -hmm. really rough around the edges and you know I love to see how that all evolves so I think Mm -hmm. it's cool for like other people not mine but (laughs) I like to listen to others.
0: Yeah, it's, I feel like it's one of those universal truths, like everyone has to start somewhere and not everyone starts out a podcast being like an audio engineer and things like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, I started on my phone and a piece of paper. You know, I didn't, it just was a hobby (laughs) to me at first. I didn't really take it as serious as I do now.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: you know, I never thought anybody would listen. Uh, so when I started actually seeing people were listening, I was like, OK, I've got to do something to to kind of help this grow and evolve into something that I am, you know, more proud of. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's quite a journey. I think we like always learn and grow every day.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I I enjoy the independent podcast community and respect them a lot for the people that do have a little bit more knowledge than maybe people that are starting out. There's no gatekeeping. Like people are generally pretty open and kind about stuff like that and open to answering questions and offering helpful suggestions, which I think is great because that's not necessarily something like no one's going to be able to write Joe Rogan and be like, hey, Joe. (laughs) What's your setup? (laughs) You know, like. exactly. But, you know, someone else in the independent community, if you put a question out there and be like, hey, what are your recommendations for a mic? Fifty people at least are going to respond and be like, well, this is what works for me. What kind of setup do you want? Like, what kind of sound do you want? You know, people are so willing to help, which I think is great. Yes, I love our community so much. I remember
1: even when I first started out and how supportive everyone was. Even though how much I sucked at it, like people were still so supportive and just, you know, any questions that I had, they were just right there. You are so right. They are just amazing. Mm -hmm.
0: So of the cases that you've covered so far, and I know you've covered quite a few, what's one of them that has affected you the most?
1: Oh, wow. Um I would say there's actually three that are hard or three or four that are really hard for me to choose from. Because when I work with other people like families or victims Mm -hmm. or survivors, like those are the ones that are super, super close to my heart because you connect with those people. So Mm -hmm. like... The Amanda Pierce series where I I worked with her sister and she, I mean, gave me all of the case files and things like that and the police reports and just how how we connected and we talk every day. And when I talked to Ted Bundy survivor, Kathy Kleiner, like she just, she ripped my heart out. And, you know, just David Thibodeau and... These people are just so strong to go through what they did. Mm -hmm. And John Palmer, Katie Palmer's uh, husband, uh, I know, you know, they're making, I think, a little headway in her case. But, you know, she was hit by a drunk driver and she died and they didn't charge the guy that that hit her. And there's just so many because I think working with families is probably Probably my favorite part, and it just it holds a humongous place in my heart. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
0: If you could talk to any survivor of any crime to hear their story firsthand, who would you be interested in speaking with and why? Well,
1: there is a survivor of the toy box killers, uh, David Parker Ray and Cindy Hindi. Mm-hmm. And I think she has been on a podcast before. But I would love to talk to her and to get to know her, to see where she's at now. You know, she escaped and I just cannot imagine the hell that she went through. So to actually sit down and talk to her is one of my, that's one of my goals for sure. Mm -hmm.
0: Is there anything else that you feel that people who maybe are not familiar with your podcast should know about your podcast? I mean, I know we kind of dived a little bit into the types of stories that you cover and things like that and how it is a story-based podcast. Are there any particular other things you think people should know about? I do
1: sometimes do, you know, like child cases and
0: things like that. And I know that that can
1: be uh, really rough on people. So that is one warning. But to sometimes also to mix it up, I'll try to like throw in a paranormal story or um, like on uh, Patreon, I'll do stuff like cryptids and stuff to just kind of mix it up. So it's not always mm-hmm. so super heavy.
0: Yep. So it's not all doom and gloom all the time.
1: Right, right.
0: Yeah. It does tend to be a little draining after a while. I feel like that's the hard mix with the true crime community because they're the cases sometimes do get really heavy and they're really hard to not only research, but to tell. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think one of the hardest cases that I had to cover was the one about Fanny Adams. And that was the little girl who was murdered by a pedophile pretty much and Mm -hmm. um, yeah there's something about the kid cases that are always really hard and I do have to give everyone in the true crime community yourself especially for covering like mad props for covering the cases that are more recent, because I feel like to some extent they're a little bit harder because you can see pictures of the victims. You can, you know, research all this other stuff about them outside of just listening to the podcast. And it gives you that connection a little bit more than, you know, a story from like the 1700s would, you know, where you're a little bit more removed from whatever the horrible crime was. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, but I still think, you know, what you guys do is, it's incredible because I don't know, I, I will not touch like 1700s, 1800s cases because that seems so super difficult and it seems like it would be really mm-hmm. hard to find anything. So the way that y'all have created this space just for those kind of cases is just insanely amazing, first of all. Thank you. And You know, I think I think for all of us, no matter what year it was, we get attached and we get mentally, you know, drained and involved and it gets emotional. And like, you know, Mm -hmm. these things have been going on
0: since the beginning of time. And it's it's just
1: unbelievable. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will say for as many unsolved cases as there are out there, it is satisfying to some extent when you get to hear like actual justice was served for a victim, especially someone that like you've covered their case and you're like, good, this person is going to rot, you know, or depending on how long ago it was, they faced the death penalty or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I know some people have a hard time listening to true crime cases where you kind of get into the nitty gritty of the details of what happened to the victim's But on the same token, it's like we have to remember that they were people, too. And it's almost it's almost like you're doing them a disservice by not hearing their whole story.
1: Yeah. And that's one thing about my podcast is that, you know, I if I do find details about exactly what they went through, I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. But it's like you need to know, you need to know what they went through. You need Mm -hmm. to, you know, know what they experienced. It's not about being edgy or trying to be, you know, uh, just gory or anything like that. It's about knowing Mm -hmm. just what that victim went through or multiple victims. And, you know, you just need to know how heart wrenching it was. And to really feel it, you have to know details like that.
0: It's like there's the details are there for a reason and they're important to know, not just because of whatever happened to the victim, but as something to be to try and prevent from happening again.
1: Right, right. It's just like um, when I was talking to Kathy Kleiner and she was at the Florida sorority house when Ted Bundy came in there and just slaughtered her her friends, her sisters. And for her to live through that, she had so much survivor's guilt for the longest time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, just to see her laugh and to see how good spirited she is, is unreal to me because she had, you know, he broke her jaw. Like she had to have facial reconstruction and everything. And I'm just like, how in the world are you smiling? today like how Mm -hmm. you get through that yeah
0: yeah I think it says a lot about a person's character to be able to come back from that kind of darkness and to be able to like you said smile and laugh and be as quote unquote normal as whatever normal is these days for sure
1: I'm Paige the host of reverie true crime I tell stories of helpless victims Vicious killers, predators watching their prey before they strike, survivors, petty crimes, people we think we know who do the unthinkable, and the dangers that lurk not only in the dead of night, but in plain sight and the light of day. Every once in a while, I'll also tell stories of the frightening paranormal, elusive cryptids, Haunted locations and conspiracies that may be silly or thought provoking. You can listen to Reverie True Crime wherever you're listening to this podcast. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at Reverie Crime Pod, Facebook, Instagram, and even Tumblr at Reverie True Crime. Remember, stay safe. Be aware of your surroundings at all times and take care.
0: Well, now that we've gone real dark. Yeah, uh, let's uh, let's lighten it up a bit. (laughs) Let's talk about some crazy weird slang terms and lighten it up a bit. I'm so
1: excited. I'm so nervous.
0: (laughs) I picked you some fun ones today. I think you'll have some fun with these ones. Oh, yeah. Okay. So your first term is swill belly. Okay, say that one more time. Swill belly. Swill belly. Yep. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> uh,
1: swill. I'm trying to think. Um, swill. What in the world does swill mean? Uh, uh, somebody that's that eats so much that they get a big belly, like they're full. I don't know.
0: You were actually really close. It's a heavy drinker. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so they drink so much that they get a big belly.
1: <laughs> I was thinking, okay, swill kind of sounds like swell. <laughs> so I was like swollen belly maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, your second term is damphino. So I'm going to spell it for you. Okay, please. So it's D A M. F I N O. What? Damn Fino. Ah.
1: Damn Fino. Uh, like, what?
0: <laughs> I will give you a hint because this one's a little bit different from what they normally are. Okay. Just a small hint. I'll give you just a small hint. It's kind of mushing a phrase together.
1: Like, damsel? It's damsel, one of them? Mm mm. Okay. Uh, like a dam, like a beaver build a dam, or just like dam. This <laughs> 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 damn fino, um. Oh my
0: gosh! So like, kind of sound it out and see if you can, if you stretch it out a little bit, what it sounds like.
1: Damn fino, uh, like a madame Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, I give up on this one, Lindsay. I don't okay. know. That's insane. I, I'm, okay. So with Finn, it was. It, it, does it have something
0: to do with a fish? Nope. It's actually a creative cuss word. Okay. That is a contraction of "damned if I know." Oh
1: my god! Now <laughs> that is so obvious. Now that you've said that.
0: <laughs> damn fino. i'm gonna use that now i know i was like i want to bring that one back yes that's one you can use i mean some of them oh you just god. can't use because it doesn't make any sense at all but
1: oh i love this i love that one yeah
0: <laughs> that's a fun one to bring back for sure
1: oh my god i love it
0: well i would like to thank Paige for joining me today for can you crack the cramp word and before we go can you tell our listeners where they can find you on social media Sure.
1: Thank you. On Twitter, it is Reverie Crime Pod and on Instagram, Reverie True Crime. Tumblr still exists uh, and people are still using it and active on there. So I thought, why not? You know, so I'm over there on Reverie True Crime. You do? Yeah, I do. (laughs) See, people are still active over there. It's, It's crazy. I think I've gained like maybe a few listeners from there. So that's pretty cool. There you go. So yeah, that's and I've also got the Facebook page, which I really don't use that much, but it's there. It's it's also Facebook dot com slash reverie true crime. So
0: yeah. Okay. I thought of another question that I'm gonna ask you quick before we go. Do you have any recommendations of an episode that people should check out first to kind of get a taste of your show? I know it's a hard question.
1: Ooh. That is a hard question because it just really depends on what people want to hear. Um I guess what's
0: one of your favorite episodes that you've done? Hmm. Which is also a hard question to ask. Yes yeah, it is. <laughs> Lindsay, damn.
1: <laughs> damn you know. Let's we'll see. Uh... <laughs> Uh, the doodler that I just did, the doodler serial killer. It's yep, unsolved the if yeah, the people doodler. like unsolved stuff. And let's see. There's also the hog trail killer that I just did from Florida. So, I mean, there's just such a range of things. And I've covered some Australian stories. I've got an insane story from New Zealand coming up. And next week, I'm doing the Freeway Phantom so, Ooh. I mean, there's just, it just depends on, you
0: know, what what people want to hear. That's fair. Well, that should give people at least a good taste of what sort of content you have. I know I, I definitely want to dive into some of the ones you just listed. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you again for coming on the show.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I literally just had so much fun. <laughs> I could do this all day and try to guess these words. I love it.
0: On that note, as always, I'm Lindsay, and I'll see you next time with another tale as old as crime.